Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast. My uterus actually quit on me. Right, yeah. Turned one episode, my uterus was like, <laughs> was like I'm out, I'm leaving. <laughs> shutting it down. Yes. Nothing's awkward about today's podcast other than former awkward star Nikki Deloach. Hold on. Well, let's not even get there yet. I'm one of your hosts today, David Magadoff. And with me, as always, is my most fabulous, wonderful, blonde haired maven, Miss Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. Hi, David. How are you doing today? Delightful uh, because we have on a really great podcast with someone who's going to talk about the real housewives. All of them. We're talking the Potomac. We're talking Atlanta, Beverly Hills, New York. Have, have you watched the real housewives, Claire Kramer? Because that's what we're talking about today. Okay. I am. Uh, I have. I obviously know the show. I obviously have seen some. See, I've probably seen the most episodes from Atlanta because I was like a big like tardy to the party fan. <laughs> But I have not seen everything. So I'm looking forward to discussing it. Also, Nikki, oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. You guys know her, as David mentioned, from Awkward, from a bunch, a bunch of Hallmark movies, which where she's kind of like Hallmarky famous. And she was on Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, all those, that whole gang back in the day. And I interviewed Nikki twice back in 2013 for my show, Take Five, and also my podcast, Five by Five. I don't know why I was obsessed with the number five <laughs> eight years ago, nine years ago, but there it is. Anyway, she is a total sweetheart. Oh, my god! She's gosh. now married. Has She's a housewife herself. Not a housewife, but she is a wife. But she, and um, she lives and in a mom. house. And she lives in a house. And she has a mom, has two adorable little ones. And just honestly, one of the nicest, most genuine people you will meet in Los Angeles. I love her. You are here today listening to this podcast, my friends, and you are saying to yourself, I am the biggest fan of the Real Housewives series. No one loves it more than me. I'm just going to let you know you're about to listen to a podcast with Nikki Deloach, and you just might say to yourself at the end, Maybe, just maybe, Nikki loves The Real Housewives a little bit more than me. Enjoy. Enjoy. Nikki, which Real Housewife is next to be arrested on camera? Ooh, that's a good one, David. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That is a really good question. 
Um, well, on camera, on camera, on camera. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's very interesting because, you know, this last season of Real Housewives on Beverly Hills was all about Erica and everything that she's going through in terms of her husband's lawsuit. Now, this has been very touchy. I've had conversations with all of my friends about it. And there is like giant team Erica and there's other people who have doubt, right? She is in the midst of like a very serious legal thing. However, I don't know that they would ever actually arrest them on camera. I think that like when I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, there were moments where they got in fights where producers and people had to come in and pull them off of each other, like really serious fights, but no arrests. I don't think that they would go to that place. It would always happen off camera. Mm. But I mean, maybe there's a potential situation with Erica. I hope not, you know, but that might be the closest at this point because you do you are invested in these characters so you don't want you know you don't want them to get arrested so invested. Yeah. i know i don't right. and also i don't think that erica knew what her husband was doing i really mm-hmm. don't like i i like i don't think she knew anything about his legal situation and what he had done and it's horrible. I mean, he is being accused of essentially keeping millions and millions away from victims who survived a plane crash. So, like, it's a very serious thing that he's up against. But I don't think she knew anything about it. Right. And I think that her life just like legit just came undone. And I like it's horrible. I've, I've literally watched my husband came into the room and I had watched the whole season of Beverly Hills. And he was like, can we just delete all of these? And he went to delete them. And I was like, in slow-mo, like, no! (laughs) Absolutely not. Cannot delete. No, and he was like... Claire, I love love that you called them characters. Okay, wait. So I just want to like put a pin in this conversation. They're the real people. For 30 seconds. Yes, Nikki, for people who are not familiar with the show or the series or the, you know, the franchise, if you will, describe the the housewives sort of series mm. and I did refer right. to them as characters but they are real people so go ahead Nikki give us a description right okay so it started many many years ago with Real Housewives of Orange County and then Real Housewives of Orange County blew up it was like a giant phenomenon so then they began to open franchises in other states Atlanta New York um, Dallas uh, Park City, Utah, all of the uh, Beverly Hills. So it's essentially a group of women that are, some of them are friends and some of them are acquaintances. They all seem to kind of know each other. And it's all about their lives being rich and fabulous. And I'm obsessed, basically. That's a 30 second version. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, if I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Martian and I've never heard of the Real Housewives, that that nails it. So the first iteration i don't want to get again too deep like claire was saying but when you turned it on for the real housewives of orange county did you ever see anything like this how was it for you the very first time you saw these women doing whatever it is that they're doing getting their nails done or in a book club like what what were you what how were you first (laughs) exposed to this wonderful thing so okay i went to school for psychology 
I'm obsessed with human behavior. I'm obsessed with watching people. I'm one of those creepy people watchers that like, you know, you would see at a coffee store. You mean an actor? Or a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like we're studying our craft. By the way, that, that should actually be, um, I'm an actor, AKA a creepy right. people watcher. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was a kid. I love watching people interact. So like for me, it was a character study. So it is Claire, like you can call them characters, right? For sure. But they are real people. So it's just a deeper level. Like, I don't know if you've had this experience when you watch a movie and then you know what actually happened in real life. Don't you have a deeper connection to it? Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, yeah. It's like you say, you, the fact that you do view them as characters is, I think, an asset to the show. You know, if it's, 100%. If it's too true to life, like, for example, um, oh, gosh, what was it called? The Duggar show, like 17 and counting, 18, oh. 19. I, I did not oh. relate to that yeah. show at all. Not one bit. I was like, especially as a mother. not interested, doesn't doesn't <laughs> appeal to me. Nothing. You know, no. housewives, I'm invested. My uterus actually quit on me. Right. Yeah. Turned one episode. My uterus was like, was like I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> Shutting it down. Yes. Best quote on our podcast we've ever <laughs> yes. had. But there's something about like when you're actually, you know, projecting a little bit and th the fact that it is mm -hmm. in real life is appealing because you can sort of like put yourself in those, you know, mansions and in those situations <sighs> a little bit. But there is that sort of screen separating you, you know, the fourth wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love like, OK, so I think part of it, too, I just love everything about it. I love the fact that they spend hours getting ready, right? The perfect outfit, the perfect hair, the whole, the whole thing. I've never had that life. Like I don't, I'm a mess, like an absolute mess. Like I, I will be at two o'clock in the afternoon going to pick my son up from school and I still haven't brushed my hair or washed my face. And I'm not probably not in matching clothes. So the fact that they live this completely alternate life then me is really fascinating to watch how like how, how just how fabulous it is number one but then also the drama because I also don't have any I don't really have any drama in my life I don't fight with my girlfriends I don't really fight with my husband we have tips every once in a while but we're too exhausted to fight about anything so it's like the drama it's an escape for me that feels so good because I mean I don't know. You you may not know a lot about me, but I've had some like really tough things happen. My youngest went through three heart surgeries. My dad fought Pick's disease, which is very rare and aggressive form of dementia. He passed away this last July. So we've been inside of that for so many years with him. I turn that thing on at the end of the day when I crawl in bed and like, honestly, it's like everything disappears I, I feel like it's like probably the equivalent. I don't take pills or anything, but like if you took like a Xanax, I probably feel like it's the equivalent to like taking a Xanax and, and a glass of wine and just like checking out. Right? That is the beauty of entertainment and that's the beauty of television is that it, it's in our home. We don't have to go out to experience it. You know, we can get that suspension of disbelief like sitting in our bed and that that is it is meant to relax. I 100 percent agree with you. Like that is yeah. zoning out. That's how I get my kids to zone out in the evening. Let me ask you this regarding the show. Okay. 
Does it appeal to you that it is? I mean, there's definitely a formula to these Bravo shows and to Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yet, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know there. It is true to life in a lot of ways. So, does that appeal? Especially to you? New York. Yeah, especially New York. Does that appeal to you more than a scripted show? Do you think? <laughs> I love both. I mean, I also watch Secession, everybody. Like, I'm not just a person who, like, just watches reality television. I, I, fin- I just finished White Lotus. I hey, just you don't finished, have to explain uh, to any of us. I love reality TV. No shame here. <laughs> okay, you, okay, are, okay, cool. you are. Yeah, okay, good, good. I just. Whole <laughs> human, wholehearted TV guys, watcher. I also read. Um, I'm just <laughs> letting you know, like I'm not an uneducated human. Large print only books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With pictures and illustrations, preferably. <laughs> so I, here's the thing. I feel like, like, especially with New York, right? These people are all friends. Like, yes, they sometimes like weave certain human beings in, but I feel like, and tell me what you think about this, but I feel like it's replaced. Do you remember when we used to have Dallas and dynasty and all those nighttime soap dramas? Mm -hmm. I think reality TV has replaced that. And that is the new soap drama. Mm -hmm. Right. I think you're right. Well, so definitely, I mean, you still have the daytime soaps, you know, the, the real true, you know, guiding light, all those, those will never be beautiful. Well, guiding light was canceled because I used to watch them. So I grew, uh, this is probably where it all comes from. You guys, I've, it's like in me since birth, I'm from the South. My grandfather actually, who worked in timber and trucking, like um, in farmer, like a real cowboy, actually literally would come home for lunch to watch his stories every day. And I, during the summer would come over for lunch and eat lunch with him and watch the stories with him. Uh. And so I think it probably started from there. So there's also this like really weird comfort that it gives me of like being connected to that, that I can talk to other people about our stories. And this is probably not a good thing, but like the gossiping, around them like I feel like it's not as bad because they're not I don't gossip about people in my mm-hmm. life but I do gossip about the housewives and and what's happening on Young and the Restless my mom will call me and say did you see what happened with Nick Phyllis is back and we get so caught up in it so maybe it's a way to kind of exercise that well too, it's, it's like a it's bonding thing you know what I mean it gives totally I, I feel like this with I have girls and I have boys too but with my girls I feel like if I watch something if I have like a movie to talk about it it's a ca- yeah. it's a backdrop for us to start talking about our yeah. own feelings if we first talk about like these characters <gasps> feelings Blair, yes it's so true wait how many kids do you have I have four now. You have four children? Yes. No wonder the Duggar scared you. You were like, I'm going to end up like I was like, like I'm done. <laughs> I have uh, to yeah. do something about this. Yeah. Oh, so bless you. With with parenting, I think that it's really important to find like those common denominators yeah. that you can build off of, you yeah. know? And so for me, uh, and obviously it sounds like for you as well, generationally, it's it's that entertainment and finding that 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 show that movie those stories and i love that you guys called them stories the stories right david so many people i find when we learn about the soaps they grew up calling them stories it's the most charming thing i've ever heard so fucking charming um (laughs) okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself 
Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Do you guys watch reality television? Mm-hmm. Not a lot, right. really, to be okay. honest. Some stuff. I love Queer Eye. That is That show oh. makes me feel And the great. new Queer I'm, Eye I'm is amazing. Fan. The new Queer Eye is, it so, really is so good. Have you watched We're Here? Mm-mm. No, I it's hear it's so great. Good. You're going to tell me it's, it's wonderful, so good. isn't it? it yes, it's so good. That's also a really good one, too, that makes your heart feel like, that. <laughs> like that's my favorite. Yeah, it's... Well, our producer just uh, te- texted in the chat that it's, it's her favorite. It's so that's so, so she's good, with you. <laughs> Elizabeth. And I started watching that. Um, and that one also, that and Queer Eye both, like that makes you feel good. That's that's a little different from Housewives where Housewives is all about just like, you know, fighting and drama and all of that stuff. But like Queer Eye and We're Here serves this beautiful purpose of like connecting people. You you got to watch it, David. The first episode, there's like this mom who, in, in We're Here, who shut out her child because her child came out as being gay and she was Christian and said, you know, there's no place for you in this house. And then she sat down with one of the stars of the show and a mom group who's all about supporting people who come out and she completely, her her heart changed inside of it. And she was like, I want to be there for my, for my child. And thank you guys so much for helping me to open my heart and for, to see this differently. And it was just so beautiful. I was like crying in my bed, oh. watching it. Like, it's really good. People should watch. We're here. It's really beautiful. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to watch it and cry tonight. Happily. It's a happy cry. Yeah. Happy cry. So Nikki, how did you get into this real housewives world? Where, what was your gateway I, drug? Was it Orange County? Do you remember where you were sitting watching this thing? For it the first was time? Orange County. And then I quickly pivoted okay. to Beverly Hills when it started to come on. And then from Beverly Hills, I think Atlanta and Beverly Hills, I picked up at the same time, but New York. <laughs> Actually, I became very emotionally involved with because so when I was pregnant with Bennett, my the the youngest that's had the heart surgeries, I started watching New York and I started all the way at the beginning. So Hulu, you can go all the way back and watch from season one. So I started and I binge watched 
all the 1800 seasons of Real Housewives of New York while I was pregnant with Bennett. And I think that is when like, I was like watching and, and an avid watcher and I would be, you know, but that is when like, I like hooked in big time and became like one of those obsessive watchers because I think it was that thing that I found that I was like, oh, this is really heavy. What's going on in my life. I'm carrying this baby. I don't know what's going to happen. This is very scary. I can put this television show on. And for one hour, I can be like, there's, there's no problem. These women are having problems. Like I think in New York, it was like Bethany. It was season one. She was trying to get skinny girl off the ground and they were fighting with each other. But you know what? Do you remember? Yeah. Bethany trying and she was like in grocery stores and her little booth trying to like sell like, you know, uh, crackers with stuff on it and like skinny girl. So let's get into this for a second, because you're bringing up a really psychologically interesting point and your general self-awareness, by the way, Nikki, of how much you understand probably why you like this is so (laughs) charming to me and I love it. Why do you think this is a calming show? And Claire, you can answer too. Why watching these Mm -hmm. women... Are there are there men, by the way, but why watching these women housewives? I mean, uh, keeps you calmer because I would feel like I'd get a little stressed out watching these women sort of be kind of right. maybe nippy with each other and battling it, it make me more anxious. Or is it the fact that they have everything in front of them and their their concerns are actually so minuscule? I think I it's think I, I think <laughs> that is part of it. Right. Is that like. When you're dealing with heavy stuff, and it's the same reason why people love Hallmark, to be honest. You know, it's a network I do a lot of movies for. I think it's the same reason people love Hallmark. It's the same feeling of escapism that you get from watching that. The difference is with Hallmark, you know, there's going to be a happy ending with Real Housewives. Like they may end up in a fight pulling like, you know, hair out and earrings off and like all sorts of craziness. You never know what's going to happen, which is for me a little bit of the fun of watching that roller coaster. But Claire, what do you think? <laughs> um, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I, I think definitely it's the sense of escapism. You know what I mean? And and when uh, the most relaxing not types real of problems. films to me are big either horror movies or action movies because they're actually mm. truly taking you out of yourself. If I'm mm-hmm. watching like a, a romantic comedy, I'm half listening and I'm half yeah. worrying about my own problems. But if I'm yes. watching something so extreme, it just completely takes me out. See, that's how I feel about Housewives. It's like so extreme that it completely takes me out. You're right. Like if it's something a little or if I have to think about it, Right. Like White Lotus, like there was mm-hmm. stuff in there that you're like turning off the episode and you're like having conversations with people about that takes a certain amount of like I have to be in a certain state to watch the session or to watch morning show or to watch those shows because I'm like, I got to put my phone down. You know, yeah. I need pay attention. I can't miss a moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I'm going to have to like lower my heart rate when I'm done, but I can actually fall asleep. And my husband, by the way, you talked about men watching some of these. My husband thinks I'm insane. He walked into the house to the bedroom one. This was during COVID. And I was like, been watch, binge watching all Real Housewives over again. Seasons I had already watched because obviously like everything was stressful. And all I did was just watch Real Housewives at night. And he walked in and I was in the bed and I like to eat in bed while I watch it, which is also disgusting. And I like to floss my teeth afterwards, which is also disgusting. All while in bed watching. And very hygienic. it's so hygienic. gross. And he just looked at me with this look on his face. Like he'd never been so disgusted by someone in his entire life. 
And he was like, this is sick, Nikki. Like, I really honestly think that you have a problem. And I think you need to like actually talk to your therapist about it. And I was like, I just looked at him like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a reality TV show. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and he was so convinced that I had like some like problem because he thinks it's so terrible. He's like, you're literally losing brain cells. But what I feel in my body is that I can fall asleep to them fighting. I can literally fall asleep to like women screaming all over the TV. So, okay, you mentioned fighting. We're talking about fighting these like uh, fights, which I just saw one, by the way. <laughs> it was which made one? into a TikTok. No, it was not. It was from the Kardashians, but it was made into a TikTok. Oh. And I literally, it was like that monkey TikTok that that was around before the little monkey died. I watched it like I'm I'm probably 30 times before I moved on. So have you replayed like these fight yes. moments or yes. other moments? Oh, there's one that happened on New York where they were all in Mexico together. It's it's around the time that Luann was like fell into the bushes because she was so drunk and then decided like, Oh, actually I think I do have a problem with alcohol. Like maybe this is like the beginning of that, <laughs> like was before her arrest. And then, so they were all in Mexico. They're all hammered. And it was the opening like seven minutes. They had to do a two-parter because it was so insane. And it, it was all of them completely blasted out of their minds. None of them have clothes on none of them. And they're in the pool. They're not in the pool. They're all over each other. They're like, some are fighting, some are making up in the pool. Like it's just complete chaos is happening all everywhere. And I am watching, like just eating the popcorn, like this laughing. I watched that moment, the opening, like six to seven minutes of that episode, probably three times. And also sent told everyone else you have to watch this. You, you have, have to watch it. <laughs> it's the best six, seven minutes of television I've ever seen in my life. I stand by that to this day. All right. I love it. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do as soon as we're done with this podcast is I'm going to look it up on YouTube and watch it. <laughs> it's, it, it is the best six to seven <laughs> minutes of television. Kelsey, if you're on, please back me up. Do you remember when the, the Housewives of New York went to Mexico and they got so hammered, but Bethany made up with Ramona, Sonia was like hammered and trying to have sex with all the women and Luann all fell in the bushes. Like if, if you remember this, please, please let me know because it was sensational. <laughs> yes, she said yes. Kelsey's, Kelsey's also one of our producers. All of our producers have watched it, of course. Claire and I have Okay, favorite. Seen it. Okay, that's, yes. that's the most iconic scene. Um, is there a favorite season? from mm. any of the like OC New York any season that stands out and why I think it was probably New York one of the last so I have a couple of them one of the last not this last season of New York I like New York when Dorinda and Bethany are on and they were not on this last season and the season before that Bethany was not on she had removed herself but like with the last season that had Dorinda and Bethany on New York and then also for Atlanta when Nini was on and Sheree, I don't know if everybody out there who loves Real Housewives remembers Sheree, She by Sheree. That was the name of her clothing oh, yeah. line. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. She <laughs> I'm always into like buying their products and the and of course the skinny girl stuff. You know, all of them have products. All of them have products. 
which is my other favorite thing. And uh, that the last season that had both like Mini, Sheree, Cynthia, like all of like Kenya, like all of them on it was probably one of the best seasons of Atlanta as well. This last season of Beverly Housewives was really hard to watch because it was like very serious. Kind of depressing. It was depressing. Really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was really borderline Duggar television on this last season. I, yeah, quite, I was like, I felt so bad for Erica, the women trying to support her, her trying to get through it, her guard that she had up, what she couldn't say, what she could say like that. It was just really sad to me. That was really hard to watch. Yeah. Nikki, do you buy the products? I do not buy the products, but I'm not a shopper. So, I mean, like... <laughs> I'm not a shopper at all. Hence the, I leave my house with clothes that don't match situation. (laughs) Well, you look fine today. (laughs) Thank you. Everything seems normal. Uh, Another question. I I have a rapid fire I want to do with you. But before I do this, which season or which city would you, if Mm. I could just snap my fingers, which could you, which one would you like to be with? Which ladies, group of ladies? Like today. Today? Okay. You know, as much as I love New York, I think I would say Beverly Hills because, um, well, A, it's in, Claire's nodding. It's, it's in my backyard, right? So I wouldn't have to leave my children to go participate in it. So that's like a giant <laughs> plus, right? But also Lisa Rinna makes, like, she cracks me up so hard on that show. I And also, I kind of think that I'd be really good friends with Kyle like, I think we get along really well. So I think like, I really like her as a person. So I'm like, I get along with her. I actually think I could be friends with her. So I, I mean, these are people that if I saw out in public, David and Claire, that like, I George Clooney could be walking down the street and I'd be like, oh, there's George Clooney. Man, God, he still got it. If I saw one of these housewives walking down the street, I would lose my damn mind. Like I would with be, you. I would be like, <laughs> I would literally be like, Kyle, it's me, it's Mickey. <laughs> like, and run towards her like an insane person. But I think Beverly Hills. I think that would be a really fun one. They seem like they have a really good time. I like what's happening it's on that warm. show. Yes. It's warm. And then also, I just I want to dance with Lisa Rinna. I want to do some of her pelvic dancing with her. Do you have a friend who is not, let's just, you know, assume on associated with any of the series where you're like, you need to be on the next one. And yes, I do. Yes, I do. Her name is Michelle Yerushlami. We're manifesting. Because she is a really good friend of mine. She is gorgeous. She is so funny. She's perfect for reality television. And I've told her a million times that she needs to audition for The Real Housewives. She lives in Beverly Hills. And she lives in Beverly Hills. It's kismet. Let's make it happen. (laughs) Yes. And she has three children. She has the husband. By the way, if you ever need jewelry, her husband sells fabulous jewelry. Um, uh, And and their whole family, the whole thing, they're just like perfect for it. And I'm like, that is a campaign of mine personally to get her on that show. Okay. Well, when your episode airs, let's like kick it onto Twitter and make it happen. Yes. I would love that. I would love that. All right, Nikki, here's the rapid fire. And I had a rapid fire written out, but Kelsey just sent me a rapid fire and I'm going to go with Kelsey's. Here we go. So rapid fire. So these are short answers to short questions. You ready? Yes. Give me your your gut feeling on these questions. Oh, gosh. Okay. Did LVP leak the dog story? Yeah. Team Cynthia or Team Nene? 
Nene or Nene? Oh, it's written out N-E-N-E. So that's whatever Nene. that name that's is. That's Nene. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's a tough one because I love them both. I'm going to have to say, here's the thing. I can't have any Nene people coming after me. I can't have any I can't have any Nene people coming after me. So I will have to say it's a real close thing, but Nene. Okay. I agree. Claire <laughs> yeah. agrees. Mm. Uh, Ke- Kelly on Scary Island. Carry on Scary Island. <laughs> Wait, which one is this one from? Carry on Scary Island? Kelly on Scary oh. Island. New York with the jelly beans and Bethany's like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Oh my God. <laughs> this means nothing to me, but it's making Nikki. <laughs> What's the question though? Like, well, what do, do you I feel about it? How do I feel about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> quick, quick feeling. I think, Beth, I think Bethany's right. Go to sleep. Bethany's right. Go to it's sleep. It's always the answer. Go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Bethany's usually right. I have to say like she, she maybe get, she might get a little fiery, but like nine times out of 10, Bethany is correct. Uh, okay. Quick general thought on Andy Cohen, creator of the whole thing. I think he's a genius. Genius. I, I think he's absolutely genius. Watch what happens live. All right. Pantygate. With Erica, is this with Erica Kelsey? I don't know. Kelsey's feeding this to me. You, you. Cl- I know. <laughs> yeah. So there was a moment in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Erica didn't have underwear on, and she had this like really, really short skirt. And then PK saw her situation, and there was like a whole thing about it. Here's what I have to say about that. PK stopped looking at women's vaginas, number one. And number two, like, this is why I wear underwear. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, I get it. It's like, I understand that it feels good probably sometimes. It's free not to wear undies. Sometimes they leave a mark, but like, just put your panties on. Sounds good. Who who owes who an apology? Lisa Mm -hmm. Rinna or Denise Richards? Mm. I think Lisa Rinna does owe her an apology. I do. Great. Kathy Hilton, general thought. The best thing that's ever happened to the Real Housewives ever. Like that woman is, I don't know. Okay, so one of my favorite Instagram accounts is, gosh, I'm trying to think of his name, but he literally just, Danny, is it Daily, Danny Pellegrino or something like that? And he just, he posts a lot about Real Housewives. And it went like he posts so or talk of shame is another one. They post a lot about Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton, my favorite thing about Kathy Hilton is she doesn't give away anything. She is such a boss and she has been in this like world in this limelight for so long that like, so she knew Erica, she was on the show for like this whole season. She's known her for seasons in the middle of the show. All this stuff goes down about Erica and her husband. They're all sitting around and talking about it. And they're all like, I can't believe it. What do we do? Blah, blah, blah. Kathy Hilton sitting over there going, I don't know her. Know nothing about her. I don't know her. <laughs> like as uh, serious did- as can be, as serious as can be. She was, she is like, she's gangster. She will like just cut somebody out. She's my favorite thing that has happened to rea- reality television actually in a long time. Wow. Uh, describe Ramona in three words. Last one. Um, she talks like this. She, well, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's how she <laughs> talks. It's my, it's, I love Ramona. She is crazy. And this last season, it was painful to watch her 
with all the like, <laughs> like everything that was happening. And Ebony was trying to get her to understand like, you know, what was happening in our country in terms of like, uh, um, you know, George Floyd and everything. And Ramona just like, literally like, oh, there was a wall. And I was like, this is really painful, Ramona. She, let's see, um, com- clueless, like not in, like she's not in touch with like reality. And, you know, um, hilarious. And um, uh, what would be the other word that I would use to describe Ramona? Um, wide-eyed. Mm. Excellent. She has these really <laughs> big eyes. You really like the show, by the way, Nikki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the demographic that is missing on these shows? What would be like the cherry on the top, the icing on the cake for any of these casts? Of the Real Housewives, I would just say more Kathy Hilton on all of them. <laughs> Love it. I would literally just say like, just plug Kathy Hilton into anything, and your ratings are going to go up, and it's going to be more fun to watch. Yep. she's so great. Now I'm obsessed with meeting Kathy Hilton. <laughs> well, well, we're going to try to make this happen. This is part of that. We try to make please, dreams come true on Fanatics. Please, David, this is a manifesting podcast. <laughs> Uh, before we finish, so many people are listening to this who maybe have never, ever seen The Real Housewives, much like myself. Okay. What is a good starting point? Um, all right. I would say go to Hulu and let's start with the coast. Start with East Coast, West Coast. All right. So start with Beverly Hills, season one, New York, season one. That's what I would say. Do the do mm-hmm. the coast. And then you're going to be into it within like three episodes. You're going to be like, you're going to want to know what happens to them. And then you're going to start watching other ones. Yes. I mean, I would watch all of them if I had time. But like, I think three is about the max. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. When you want a little sunshine, you move to Beverly Hills. When you're ready for a couple of clouds, you go to New York. It's great. That's right. Uh, That's right. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. This has been an absolute pleasure, Nikki. Your love of Real Housewives is real, as real as a Real Housewife. Can you please bequeath us with a beautiful love letter to Mm -hmm. uh, this wonderful, wonderful thing? Yes. Dear Real Housewives, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for getting me through the darkest of valleys, the saddest of moments. I want to thank you for being who you are and being willing to come on television and be 100% authentic with who you are, which means not just showing the wonderful sides of you, but also sometimes the sides of you that get yourselves into trouble and fights and drama and all sorts of stuff. I really appreciate that. And I hope that you continue doing it for many more years for people like me. And I hope that one day I can be friends with you. Sincerely, all my love, Nikki Deloach. Yay. (laughs) All my love, Andy Cohen. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode, Claire, for me, really made me feel a lot of genuine heart and warmth for everybody who watches the real housewives because i think i always thought of it as a watch like you're just watching people be mean to each other and there's a a form of like oh well their lives are so terrible but what i really got from nikki's love is just they're gonna all be okay don't worry about it this fighting and their behavior is not to be concerned about in a real way. I think I'm a little too like sensitive to it. And like they're just having a fun life and doing crazy things and it's a good fantasy. Do you feel that? It really was a remarkable I, thing. Yeah, I mean, I stand by what I said during the show, which to me, it's a sense of it creates a sense of escapism yeah. from our daily lives and our own problems and our own uh nightmares. <laughs> Cuz let's face it, life is about like these these moments of calm between the valleys of nightmare that happen again and again. And so to be able to escape to the level of completely forgetting about your own life is something that's really amazing. And actually, I think, you know, it's wonderful that Nikki has this. And I mean, the story with her son and having the, you know, being pregnant and not knowing, you know, because of the heart condition, I don't know all the details, but I, I have been pregnant and I have had different with heart, my son heart. I was in the hospital twice for premature labor. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if I have the baby and the baby doesn't live? And, you know, it's a very stressful time. So to be able to find something like this that that can take you away from reality, funny enough it is reality or altered reality, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I also think that like I I really believe that it's a great especially with parenting and raising kids, it's a great way to have that common denominator starting of a conversation, you know? Oh, that's interesting. I like looking at it like that. Well, it's these people signed up to be on this show, right? We have to remind ourselves. No one forced any of these ladies to do it. They want to be on it. And they understand that they're going to sort of, you know, we play to the camera. I mean, honestly, there's that interesting psychological aspect of life where, you know, don't we all sort of play a character when we wake up every day? Like you and I are understanding that we are being recorded right now as podcast hosts. And so we're not just, you know, being like, I don't go around speaking quite with this vigor on a daily basis to like my wife when I'm done with the podcast here. It's like we all kind of put something on and ain't nothing wrong with that. Maybe ain't nothing wrong with that. These ladies understand that they're getting paid for it. They're getting paid to be on that show. They're helping their brands out. And they're like, sure, film me all day long. Do my own thing. I, I, all of a sudden, I have a lot more leeway with it than I, I did before at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I think you also hit the nail on the head, like for the people who are cast on it or who become cast members, 
they are larger than life personalities. We're talking about Hiltons. We're talking, you know, talking about people who've been on television for decades and decades, you know, um, the Atlanta cast specifically, even though none of them were necessarily quote unquote, like famous prior or celebrities prior, they are big, big personalities who are unapologetic. And I love that. And I, you know, as a woman, I, even though I, they're going through lots of drama and trauma and everything else. I do respect the big personalities, whether I think they're always right or make the right decisions. I, I obviously that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying I respect the, as you said, the vigor that they yeah. are living with. It's funny. Okay. So when you asked her where, what's the entry point? So I think I will try yeah. the East and West coast. I'll try like the Beverly Hills and the OC and it's funny. I was once offered to be on. Well, I've been offered a couple times to be on reality TV. But would you do um, a housewife? Would you do a housewife show, Claire? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I fit the demographic, but I am at a point in my life where I would think about it. Okay, that's all I can say. And then all the kids have think, to sign off on it too. I, I guess. Now, uh, or you sign off the for the kids. Ki well, they actually. I was approached to do a show with my kids and. They had to meet with the producers. I we I decided ultimately not to do this one particular show, but they yeah they were I would have to sign they would have to verbally agree, but then I was the one who was negotiating. But they all had a separate salary. It was a salary for Gavin, oh, a salary wow. for River, salary for Hart, <laughs> not the a salary worst. for Sky, a salary for me. So it would it would have been nice, but I ultimately that was not the right venue. But you know what? Hey, if the if the housewives of the San Fernando Valley want to come calling. <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> all right, all right, Andy Cohen, you heard it here. <laughs> you heard although it. I, although I'm, I would like Chip Gaines to first come in and fix her up in my house uh, before it's on television. <laughs> please, Michael C. Hall right now is is turning on this podcast as we speak, and hopefully you guys will turn on that episode. It's a great episode yes. with Michael C. Hall talking about Chip Gaines and all of our wonderful episodes that you can get on whatever platform you stream our Fanatics podcast. Thank you for being fans of this show. We love you and are so thankful. I have been David Magadoff and Claire. Yeah, I'm I'm not David Magadoff. No, I am you are Claire, Claire Kramer. Kramer. But I just want to remind everyone, share with your friends. We are young and we are growing our audience. So if you have a friend who likes Housewives or any of the other episode topics, vintage t-shirts, Ford Broncos, ice cream. I mean, there's mini Rex rabbits. There's something for everyone out there. Share the podcast and we'll be forever grateful. Yes. See you next Thursday. And before we go, coming up next week on Fanatics, we are talking to the amazing actress, Crystal Lee Brown. Of course, you know her from Hightown, loved her in Mindhunter, heartbreaking performance there. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Nobody's Fool, Giants, which she was nominated for a Daytime Emmy. Anyway, Crystal Lee Brown is coming on Fanatics to talk about the game show Supermarket Sweep. So definitely join us. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode.
Hey, David, what do you know for certain? I know one thing for certain. One frickin' thing for certain. Andy Cohen is rich. He is certainly rich. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this, because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.